Well, good morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to have that heavy rain in the morning. We couldn't hardly get in the house because of, but we have to have rain. We have, and the Lord made the sunshine, and He made the rain. Praise God for His goodness, for His uh, gifts that He gives us, for His day, loadeth, loadeth us with His benefits, uh, David said. And I appreciate that. Good to have you this morning. I hope and pray you've had a good week. hope and pray you, I have not had a very good week. I've been dealing with vertigo, but I'm better this morning. Thank God. I'm able to get around a little more. hope and pray that, uh, uh, that it'll stay that way. And hope you might be turning your Bibles to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. If I'm uh, prudent today, I'll get through that chapter. If uh, the Lord won't let me, I'll stay in it, and uh, because I want to, I want to get it thoroughly. Uh, some, somebody recently preached or taught a lesson on you hurry and get through it, and say I've read the Bible in a year, and uh, and that's okay. I'm not against that. But did you read it or did you study it? And uh, uh, the Bible has a lot to say. I think you could study the Bible for a full lifetime, and you would not get everything that God's got in there. Right. I find new things in the Bible often. And uh, that doesn't mean, I guess that means I'm pretty dumb. And, uh, but anyway, uh, God's got wisdom that we, we, don't even, we can't even imagine. And I'm grateful that he, uh, I'm grateful he gave us enough wisdom to know that we're sinners and we need a Savior. If you're saved, God gave you that wisdom. Right. Think of all them people out there that know nots. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24, and they knew not till the flood came and took them all away. That's what's happening in mind in your life. We can, we can teach them. We can invite them. We can give them tracts. We can preach to congregations. And still there's no nots. And I'm not looking down on them. I'm just saying that's a pitiful state to be in, uh, to be a no-not. What a no-not means to me is, is you're, not, you're, not very, you're not very concerned about the end of the world and the end of your life. You're not very concerned about that. You just think, well, I had a good day yesterday, I have a good day today, I have a good day tomorrow. Uh, but the Bible says uh, uh, it's a point on the man wants to die, and after that the judgment. So if the world lasts, everybody in here is going to die physically. Now, if you're saved, i got good news for you. You're not going to die spiritually. You're not going to die spiritually. Some of you are not very happy about that. I'm happy about it myself. Yeah. The Lord told Martha, said, He that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And I believe that. I believe that. Uh, I think those... Uh, good saints that's gone on before us, uh, they didn't die. They just changed positions. And uh, so anyway, we're going to be talking about Romans chapter 7 this morning. And I think if my memory serves me correctly, I got down to verse 15 last time. But I want to back up <clears throat> to get your minds where I'd like for them to be, to verse 12, and start off. Uh, that's Romans 7 and 12. Romans 7 and 12, all right? Wherefore the law is holy, 
and the commandment holy and just and good. Now, what that says is that God gave the law. Now, I know that the law is not the Ten Commandments, but more more people in the world uh, look at the law and they take the Ten Commandments as the law. And the Ten Commandments give the morals of the law. And the Ten Commandments are part of the law. But the law was good and just and holy. See? So, so man could, could feel about God. We could look at God from a studying standpoint and say, what's the problem? Well, the problem is not the law. The problem is us. We're the problem. And, 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 he want, and he's going to address that as we go forth in this lesson. The next verse said, Was that then which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, <clears throat> worketh death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. There's another, there's another thing that no-nots do not know. They think God will put up a little white lies, and I drink a little alcohol, and I, and I, and I curse a little bit, and uh, I don't love my parents a little bit. They, they, and they think that that's, uh, that's going to work in the judgment. But, but the law was given that we might understand that sin is exceedingly sinful. God does not like sin. And, and, and I could say that for an hour, and, and, I, and, and I would still need to add to it because our minds do not get how badly God is against sin. Now, a lot of people read John 3.16, God so loved the world, they stop there. And, and, and they will even preach, and preachers will preach, God loves you so much, he will, he will take your sins with you. But that's not true. Man's got to get rid of his sins for God to be approved of God. Right. See? And, and, and you can't do it by works, and I can't do it by works. Right. We can't even do it by meditation. See? How do we get rid of our sin? We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Now, saved from what? And every time I use the word saved, my mind clicks on it. Saved is a religious term in the religious world today. I'm saved, you're saved. Well, I got saved once, and I got lost, and I got saved again. That's not what saved is. You look up the word saved in the dictionary, it means safe. Safe. So now, are you safe? Are you safe or not? See? Now, if you've never been born again by the, by the redeeming love of Jesus Christ, you're not saved according to the Bible. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm not talking down to you. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. See? Okay. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal, sold under sin. All right, now, what's he fixing to talk about now? What's he fixing to talk about? He's going to talk about the holiness of God and he's going to talk about 
the carnality of the flesh, of the flesh. Now let me say something carefully. You that are saved in here, we, our flesh is not saved. Now we need to live holy. Now I know that, and we're going to get into that because that's what our lesson's going to be when we, when we leave this verse. See, but your flesh is not saved. See, we're not going into heaven in this flesh. I'm talking about over yonder in the, in the New Jerusalem. You're not going there with this flesh. Right. Why? Because the flesh is empty against God. See, it's empty against God. How come it empty against God? Uh, our grandfather Adam provided us with that. Right. You see? Now, I know it's in the minds of people that, well, don't you think Adam could get forgiven for, for, for disobeying God? I believe Adam did get forgiven. But it, didn't, it did not heal his flesh. Are you on board with that? It did not save his flesh as pertaining to eternity. Okay? And that's what I want us to see this morning. You see? All right. Verse 14, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal, sold under sin. Carnal, okay? He's talking about his carnal man. All right? Okay? For that which I do, I allow not. For, the, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. And you'd say, what in the world is this man talking about? What is he talking about? What's he talking about? Well, now first of all, I want to make this very clear. He's not talking to lost people in this, sentence, in this verse. He's not talking to lost people. He's talking to justified people. Now you need to get that. If you don't, you're going to lose the verse. You see what I mean? Okay. If then I, I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it's good. In other words, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He'll say that later on down here. But I want to I kind of look ahead and say that right now to get you on board. See, now there is two or three implications in the biblically that we could make about that. Number one, number one is that you or I or any other human cannot do enough good deeds for God to save our soul. Why? Because our flesh is carnal. We could not do enough good deeds. I mean, I mean, you could start when you were six years old, and six years old don't know anything about what we're talking about. But you could, and you could live to be 90 years old and do all the good deeds you ever could think of, and it would not save your soul. Why? Because... We're carnal. We are carnal. Now, a lost man is totally carnal except his soul that God gave it. Now, God gave the soul in man, and, and by the way, man is twice created. A horse is not. A dog is not. Man is twice created. God formed man out of the dust of the earth, and at a later time, I don't know if it was two seconds later, or two weeks later. I don't know. God breathed into Adam's uh, nostrils the breath of life, and he became what? A living soul. 
So that means God put a soul in man. They used to sing an old song where the soul of man never dies. And that's true. The soul is going to last somewhere forever. Okay? But now, your carnality is not your soul. The carnality is your flesh. See? And, and I don't want to get... I don't want to get so hard on the flesh that I say you ought to go live under a bridge to show the people you're living for God. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that when it comes to dealing with God, uh, 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 for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that, that do I. See? Now, let me ask questions for you Christians. Do you witness to others as much as you'd really like to? Huh? Why not? Well, first you're going to say, I don't have the opportunity. Hey, there's 30,000 people down here on Skid Row. See? Now, I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying. You see? But I don't like to go down there. I don't like to go down there. Do you? I mean, does your flesh like to go down there? Now, I can do it. But I have to say, God, put me under your put me under your will, and 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 and, and let let me not fear them. And 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 I can do that, but my flesh is not comfortable down there among them, uh, talking to them about the King James Bible. I'm just I'm just confessing for you, see. But but I my soul my honored man would like to, and I yearn to do more than I do. I'm not bragging about me because I don't do much. And I'm, and I'm dreading the judgment seat for you Christians that want to know. I don't think I'm a hot shot. I, I think I'm a servant. But, but, but he's talking about things like that. Okay, verse 17. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brother Glenn, I thought we got saved from sin. Yes, but what got saved? <laughs> See what I mean? Now, I know, I know. And, and, and praise God that we live in the church age. God put the Holy Ghost in you when you got saved. See? And that's why you want to do good. If he hadn't put, if he, let me ask you a question. Before you got saved, did you want to preach to people? Did you want to tell them about Jesus? You didn't, even, you didn't even know you needed to. See what I mean? Now, I'm just trying to separate the spiritual from the, from the fleshly here, okay? I'm talking to Christians, all right? I'm just trying to do that, okay? Okay, verse 18 now. Uh, let me read 17 again. Now then is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, here's the verse I've been waiting on. For I know that in my flesh... For I know that, that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Whoa, wait a minute. Paul's an apostle. Paul's an apostle. You see these apostles on TV? Do you think they think there's no good thing in them? No. They think they're God's right hand man. In fact, one of them idiots said, God uh, called me and asked me, advice. Can you see that? You're talking about being reprobate. 
Yeah. You see? But, but the apostle, apostle, Paul said the apostles saw, saw Jesus and, and, and uh, about 500 brethren at once, and I saw him as one born out, born out of due season. This man saw Jesus, and he's making these kind of statements. So I'm talking to you this morning. Don't be high-minded. I, I, I believe you're saved. But, but that does not give you, put your flesh up in heaven yet. Okay? For I know that, that in me that is my flesh dwell no good thing, for to will is, to be, is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. See? We would like to really, to really be on fire for the Lord all the time, wouldn't we? Inwardly? I would, but I'm not. Why? See, now young Christians, I'm talking to you this morning about the warfare. I made a statement. So, uh, I made a statement, and I think some people disagreed with me, but you can study on the warfare of the Christian, the flesh and the spirit, and, and, and you don't ever get to the bottom of absolutely what it totally means. You just keep on finding things, finding things, finding things, see? And, and I'm talking about the, the, I'm talking about the unfitness of my flesh. See? I'm not, I'm not putting you down. I'm just talking about our flesh. And we need to understand, see? Yeah, you need to serve God. You need to pray. That's why we need to pray, God, for boldness. That's why I'm not as bold as I need to be. Are you? Huh? You know, you're around some, most of you are around sinners every day. Do you ever talk to them about the Lord? Now, I'm not, I'm not your Holy Spirit right there. I'm just asking you. You see? And so we don't have boldness, do we? I'm just being honest with you. I'm not getting on you. Come on now, don't leave me. All right? For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that do I. Now, if I do that, I would not, is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I'm sorry, I read that. Verse 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. When you think about when you think about going out and talking to somebody, maybe go out and hand out tracts, maybe go out and knock on doors, maybe maybe just invite somebody you see at work. Uh, does anything say to you, "Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother them with that today. It's a bad day. Uh, really, God don't expect that out of me." Does anything like that come up in your mind when you when you when you think about doing something for God? It's just not convenient today. Anything ever come back in your mind about that? See, that's what he's talking about. See what I mean? Now, you can't overcome it, and I know that, and I'm not teaching you that you can't. I'm just saying we've always got that nature with us in the flesh. Okay? 
Verse 22, all right? Now, this one kindly explains it. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. And that's right, isn't it? That's right. Now, since I said that, only saved people can understand what Paul's saying here. Now, unsaved people can talk about it and they can read these verses, but they don't get it. Have you ever talked to somebody in religion and, and, and just finally accidentally come upon uh, uh, the inward man, the outward man? Do you see how their eyes look? What are you talking about? Huh? Yeah. They don't, they don't get it. See? Now, now, when you got saved, I'm talking about born again. I don't mean walk the aisle or, 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 or be a good boy or a good girl. When you really got saved, God awakened your conscience to righteousness. See? And, and, you, and you and I, in our lifetime, we've probably done deeds that we'd say, am I saved? Huh? Come on now. Am I saved? But wait a minute. Something down inside. See? Now, after you, after you understand, after you understand, and you know, Paul preached to the Corinthians and they were carnal Christians, he said, he said it, I didn't say it. But after you get established, especially, and, and probably all the time, but sometimes we disregard it. When you've been born again, God puts the spirit in you that when you do evil, Something in there convicts you. See? And more so, I think, the older you get. See? The older you get. A young Christian, and I'm back to, my thoughts back to what Paul told the Corinthians. Man, the Corinthians had some bad moral problems. You see what I mean? And, 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 and then oh, we go to, go to Galatians, and they had some bad religious problems. And Paul said, I'm in doubt of you. Because you can't get it. That Jesus Christ is, is the Lord. He saved you from that stuff. Now you want to go back to, to uh, feast days and all them days and all them things? I'm afraid of you, lest I bestowed labor in vain on you, he said. But... But we, we are studying this morning uh, the, the, the warfare of a Christian. Okay? For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Yes. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Wait a minute, Paul. I thought you saved. You see what I mean? I'm trying to get the lesson to you this morning now. Okay, what did he say? War against the law of my mind. Now, our minds is what we control today. That's why one preacher said, my soul's saved. My body's going to be saved in resurrection. I'm trying to save my mind. This is what he was addressing. Now, in, in passing that, I want to turn to Second Peter and read real briefly something for you. So I, can, so I can hook this up in the scripture. Second Peter chapter 3. 
Second Peter chapter 3. <clears throat> this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of the, of the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, there, there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of, of creation. All right, now what did the first verse say? He wanted to stir up our minds. See, our minds is what we control. And we need to have this mind. He said in, he said in the Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. Thought it not robbery to be equal to God. Now, me and you can't be equal to God, but, but the apostle is, is pleading with us to have this same mind. See, you control your mind. Your mind can go to bad things or your mind can go to evil, to good things. That's why you need to study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Okay? All right. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? What's he saying? What's he saying? <laughs> Where's he wretched at? Is his soul wretched? No. But his flesh. See? Now, now he, God thought it necessary for Paul to send this to the Romans and to me and you. Right. See, and we find over, in, in, uh, uh, is, it, is it 1 John? So-and-so's faith was shipwrecked. We find that over there in the back, in one of those apostles. That's okay. You, you Bible readers know what's in there. How was their faith shipwrecked? Right. Were they lost again like a, like, uh, uh, like a charismatic says? Huh? No. Their life was shipwrecked. You see what I mean? Why? Why? Because they didn't keep control of their mind. Now, I know all of us have bad times. All of us have bad days. And in the flesh, we do not live above sin. But there's a remedy for that. Little children, I say unto you that you sin not. What's that saying? God said, don't sin. The next word's not but, it's and. There's a difference. <laughs> and we sin. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is faithful to forgive us if we confess. Now, I, met, I'm, I'm, I paraphrased that. But that's what it says. So when I, as a sinner, when I, as a saved man, when I sin, when I have an evil thought, when I don't do what God said to do, what's the remedy? Confess to him. We're not Catholics. You don't confess to the Father here in person. You confess to the Father of spirits. And Jesus, and, and I said this recently, Paul, is, uh, Paul said three times, 
Jesus is on the right hand of God making intercession for us. Why do we need intercession made for us? We're saved. Why do you need that? Well, that sin was so exceedingly sinful that God still knows it when me and you sin, and he don't like it. But since you trusted Jesus, Jesus Christ paid for my sins and your sins, and God the Father accepted his entrance into heaven, Hebrews 9, and he said, I'm satisfied when he saw Jesus on the cross that Jesus Christ paid mine your sin debt. Now, he didn't pay it. He did not only pay it when he got saved. He paid it for in the sight of God eternally. That's one of these good preachers now, and it makes me want to take a running spell. said, if you're saved, God looks at you like you never have sinned. Now, that's if you sin, if you're saved. Ain't that good? But we've got a mediator. Like I said, Paul said three times, he's sitting on the right hand of God, making intercession for us. See, God still knows we sin. God still don't like it. But we've got a good mediator. Now, if you're lost here today, you don't have a mediator. See, Jesus paid for your sins or you'll have to pay for them. And you need to get saved. See, you need to trust Christ as your Savior. You need to tell God that you're a sinner. See? And God will save you eternally. See? But, but your flesh don't get saved today. But your flesh will be saved because when he saves our soul, he gives us a hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. That's all got to do with Jesus Christ as far as the saving part goes. Nobody gets saved in our dispensation without Jesus Christ. Nobody. Neither is any other, for there's none other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Not you ought to be saved. You must be through the name of Jesus Christ. See, that's the only provision God gave for the world right now. Now, I think Jesus Christ, his blood saved everybody, but that's not my lesson today. My lesson is to us. All right. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That is his flesh. That's his flesh. He says, what Paul is saying here is, I am so bothered by my flesh, I look forward to getting rid of it. That's really what he's saying. Like one preacher said, you go over in 2 Timothy. Hey, he don't say, oh, Timothy, uh, my time is short. I sure do dread it. Uh, they're going to cut my head off, and I sure do dread it. He, he was okay with it. I'm okay with it. See? And the, world, the way the world's getting, you and I may have to face some of that. Of course, my flesh prays we don't, but we might. Now, are we going to be like Paul if it were to come to that? Are we going to be? Well, are we going to be able to say, I fought a good fight? There's laid up for me a, a crown in heaven, not only for me, but all them that love his appearing. Right. See? You see? So, so that's what we got here. Now, I thank God. Listen to this now. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So then with the mind, now he's talking about the spiritual mind there, okay? I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. See? Flesh and the spirit. Flesh and the spirit. I tell young Christians that, that I, I, I don't see a lot of them. A few of them that get saved. I congratulate them. I'm glad to see them get saved. Uh, I told Blake uh, last when I was down there, I sure was glad he got saved. And he's hanging in there, and that's good. But I tell them, I say, if you really got born again now, God forgot what you used to be. See? Now, people like me and Chris and, and John Newton, we get that verse <laughs> pretty clearly. But, but people that, you know, was raised right and got saved early, uh, they know it's in there, but they, they don't ride on it like I do. See? But I tell these young Christians, God forgot what you used to be. But the devil didn't. And I don't know why, but God has got mine in your mind where the devil can deal with it. Right now. The devil can deal with my mind. The devil can deal with your mind. See? And so I tell them, I said, you got to remember that. And like one, one, one preacher said, I got some people said they, I believe they got saved, but they won't forgive themselves. And, 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 and some of us, uh, that, that we do look back on some things, and, and I just have to say, God, it's in your hands. Jesus Christ died to save the vilest of sinners. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And, uh, and so that's who he saves. You know, he saves people like the woman at the well. He, play, he saves people like Legion. Ain't that good? Man. Then he saves nice people like Lydia. Didn't get saved. She's a nice person for us. We know. But she needed to get saved, and she did. So, so everybody needs to be saved. Nobody can live good enough to please God where he'll take you to heaven when you die. Because by nature, we are children of wrath. You can't do nothing about that. You can't do nothing about your birth, your, 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 your physical birth. You was born just who you are. And that's okay. But Jesus died for every man. He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Hebrews 2 and 7, I believe. See? So he died for everybody. So if he died for everybody, that means everybody needed it. Because God don't do anything needless. And so we needed it, I needed it, you needed it. And I appreciate that. And I hope and pray that, uh, that, that I've come over to you this morning because I, didn't, I don't mean this in a mean way. I don't mean to talk down to you. But I just want you to get, you know, we have two natures. And we need to occupy till he returns. We need to occupy uh, the, the, the spiritual. You need to let the spiritual man in you rule and reign. Okay? All right. Thank you for listening to me.